Hello, and welcome to the Flannel Manifesto with Brian and Afshin. Adults-only podcast. If you have any kids in the room, get those little fuckers out of there. We're back for another episode. Uh, we'll do a, a quick one this week. Um, this will be sort of an event-based podcast. Yeah, we've done a lot. We've uh, fulfilled a few promises to you guys. We saw Krampus. We did. We went skiing. And we've got a Badger update for you. Yeah, some Badger basketball. Of course, a couple of games played. Uh, the Greg Guard era is, is very much underway. And let me just give you a teaser, folks. It ain't the coach. <laughs> All right, let's start with Krampus, though. Uh, I got to tell you, I had quite an experience. You know, the movie I've come around on a little bit, but watching you was absolutely hilarious. So you've, just to give our listeners a little background, yeah. you've never been in a movie theater with me before. Correct. This is the, I think that, actually, yes, this is the first movie you and I have seen together in a theater. So the pod is getting stronger. Um... As you see, uh, we are no longer on probation, but <laughs> you never know what happens. We've got a ski trip coming up, and something something could get derailed there. We've, we've really come a long way. Yeah. Uh, you were about to pull the plug on the Flannel Manifesto after three or four episodes. Yep. And now, <laughs> we're going to movies together, we're going skiing. Yeah. Um, but let's talk specifically about Krampus. So, you are terrified of horror movies. Right. And I think you got a hint for that when... The previews came along. Yeah, your resting heartbeat was 95 beats a minute during the previews. Yeah, and that's we were tracking that via my Fitbit. So yeah, uh, normally I think I'm in around 70. Yeah, I mean a normal resting heartbeat, like a good resting heartbeat, is probably like 60 beats a minute. Yeah, high performance athletes are 40. Yeah, and you were terrified. You know, a couple of those horror movies look good, but you 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 physically can't go to those movies. No, no, I can't. <laughs> it. It's stressful for me. And there were moments during Krampus where I was looking at my watch to figure out how much time could possibly be left in this movie. <laughs> it you, was almost too much to handle. Your physical posture during that movie was so funny because you kept sinking lower and lower in your seat. And I, it's like no amount of sink... You, you can't go low enough to get away from this movie. Like right. you're still, and, and then you took your stocking cap off and held it in front of your face for most of the, of the film. Well, I was looking at the corners because nothing's going <laughs> to pop out of the corners. So for me, the, the big thing is the, the things that pop out at you. Yeah. So even at the end when it was all over and something popped out, I think I actually yelled. You did. <laughs> at the very end, it popped like something freaked, like just like jumped on the screen and you, you panicked. You freaked. It yeah. got you. It, it, it got me. I mean, I'll, I'll say this. I've never been able to watch watch even Scream, and I don't even think I watched Scary Movie. I tried watching it, and I was just, it was too much. Yeah. Well, I kind of want to get you into another Scary Movie, because it was so entertaining for me to watch you just, like, I mean, you, you literally, like, jumped out of your, your seat <laughs> when things popped up onto the screen. Yeah. So... What did you think of the movie? I thought it was good. I thought it was... Intentionally campy and corny. Yes. Um, I think they all the characters were playing extreme characters mm -hmm. of characters. And they... It reminded me a lot of Gremlins. Yeah. Just pretty cheesy. Yeah. Camp. Uh, Christmas, you know, 
kind of a Christmas story. Right. This this had a little more Christmas based around it. I think in some ways the producers and directors were trying to make it, make it a commentary on maybe our social uh, norms uh, around Christmas now. Yeah. Um, the opening scene was the shoppers fighting at Black Friday. Black Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, the main characters, the family, were all always bickering, and that's when the trouble began. So I think they're trying to associate. We've become materialistic. We've gotten away from family. Yes. Um, and Krampus is coming to Krampus take is Christmas coming. away. And yeah. maybe Krampus is not Krampus, but it's just bad, bad quality of life. Right. Hell on earth. Yeah. I How mean, much more stressful is are the holidays nowadays? Very you stressful. You think for the average person. Yeah. Now that we've got things like Black Friday. Well, there's there's so much pressure to shop and to get the perfect gift and to spend a certain amount of money. And then not only that, it's also, you know, you're traveling sometimes far distances to see varying groups of people and their right. expectations for who spends time with who and yeah. where you spend time and all this kind of stuff that, yeah, I think and, the holidays are way stressful. And I think now there's so much expectation on the gift giving. Right. I mean, parents record their kids to try to get reactions, good or bad. But, you know, in at my, my family gatherings, the kids have been trained and, like, they're not allowed to get their next present. Basically, if someone dresses up, Santa pass out presents to yep. everyone. Um, the kid, you know, none of the kids are allowed to get another present. We, we don't move on to the handing out the next present to anyone until after the kid has gone up to the person who gave them the present, hugged them, and said thank you. And said thank you, yeah. yeah. That's a, that's a Regardless good... of whether they want it or not. Right, that's a good policy. Um, you know, Krampus, though, there are a lot of good people in the movie. Right. There are a lot of good actors that I like. Tony, Tony Collette, David Ketchner... Adam Scott. Adam I'm, Scott, I'm a big fan. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Adam Scott. And I thought, you know, there were a lot of, even the kids in the movie, um, because the the, the storyline kind of centered around the son, Adam Scott's son. Right. And I thought the kids were, were very well done. They weren't, you know, and sometimes kids can be annoying in horror movies or kind of like yeah. overly, uh, over, you know, they're, they're kind of like overly satirized as like really terrifying figures kind of. Um, right. And in this case... I thought that, I thought it was really well done. Yeah, and I mean it was just a uh, it was the right right amount of everything. I, I think um, I think at the end it got a little outrageous, you know. With once the once you saw what the terrifying things were up close, yeah, it got a little less fearful. <laughs> it was what was terrifying me was before you actually saw anything. That yeah. suspense. Yeah. You know, and, and then, then once they that. once they jumped out at you and you saw them and you were act, they're actually fighting them, like oh it's a ridiculous you know teddy bear yeah know, yeah with, with razor sharp teeth but it's less scary when it's not skulking around right and you've actually right. seen it and someone's got a hand and was trying to punch it or the creepy gingerbread man um, <laughs> who gets eaten by a dog you know that, I mean right. there, and there were some classic endings to uh, to a lot of the, these bad bad guys yeah yeah. So it was, uh, you know, definitely the. It's not super topical, I guess, because Christmas is over. But if anyone, ha- you know, I would recommend going to see it if if you're a fan of kind of campy horror movies. Uh, it's definitely a solid campy horror movie. In fact, uh, I have Rotten Tomatoes open here. It got a sixty five percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which is fairly good for a movie like that. Yeah, I'd go one step further and I'd put it in. Um, 
I'm not going to say I'll put in my top five. I might not even say top ten. But I'm going to put in the rotation for for next year. For Christmas? For Christmas. Yeah. I think it would be, a, now that I've seen it, and yeah. no, I think I can watch it with, uh, you know, around some family members. Sure. Not alone, but with... Definitely not family. alone. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 was, I was afraid that you were, something was going to happen to you on the drive home, because <laughs> when you dropped me off, I was worried that you, you weren't, you know... I was leaving you alone. I was worried what might happen. You might right. be too scared, you know? But um, you're talking about ratings, and on IMDb, this is a very good score for IMDb. It's 6.8. 6.8, yeah. So that's, so that's pretty good. Maybe Hey, maybe for Christmas next year, I'll get you a DVD copy of Krampus, and then that will re- we, will nev- we will never go on probation then. That, that'll, really, that'll really solidify. I don't know if I can. I don't have one. I don't have a DVD player. So. Oh, okay. All right. So you'd have to get it digitally or something. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Send me send me it to me via Amazon. You got it. All right, we'll we'll make it happen. Uh, so that was number one on our bucket list for last week. Our, the the flannel manifesto bucket list was to see Krampus. Uh, well, number two wasn't. It's not really a bucket list thing, but Wisconsin basketball. They beat uh, UW Green Bay in Greg Gard's first game. Now they led by thirty in the second half and only won by five. Right. So it just confirms what. Well, maybe it doesn't confirm our belief, but our big fear was that Greg Gard, um, w- they'd be worse than a Greg Gard. But this is exactly the same thing that we've been seeing under Bo Ryan. Yeah. Just, it's on, it's off, sometimes it's there, but I think it's just a lack of experienced leadership. Right. And, 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 and I think, you know, this team, I finally realized it against Purdue, and Wisconsin played Purdue last night in their Big Ten in the Big Ten opener at the Kohl Center, lost, lost at the at Kohl Center. Home. Yeah, lost at home again. But what I what I've discovered now, Purdue's a great defensive team. Purdue's fourteenth in the country. Purdue has a lot to play for this year. I mean, they're a very good team. But Wisconsin can't score. Like they just struggle to get baskets, especially against right. good defensive teams. I mean, for Nigel Hayes, Nigel Hayes has to work so hard to get a basket. And you know, when you think about last year. Uh, you know how easy it was for them to score because they had so many weapons right. and such great floor spacing. This year, it's so hard to get buckets. Right. Well, one, no, we don't have the shooters. Like, no, like, you no. Know. And you know, I'm just talking any guy who can you could camp out in the corner and right, right, jack up a three. But what did you see from? Do you see anything different in the offense? You know what? I, I the offense is strange because they're setting a lot of. Uh, Ball screens for the dribbler, which I feel like is not really uh, a, a staple of the swing offense. Right. And I see a lot of isolation. Um, in fact, I think in the first half they only had two assists, the team. Okay. So, um, Sounds it was, like a Tubby Smith type offense. Yeah, it was a lot of like one-on-one and kind of late in the shot clock type stuff. And I don't know, part of it was Purdue applied a little bit of full-court pressure. So by the time Wisconsin got the ball across half-court, there was... 20 seconds left on the shot clock. So, right. I mean, they're, they're operating with less time on the shot clock, and they already weren't a fast-moving offense, and they don't have the playmakers they had last year. So it's kind of all snowballing. The one thing I will say, they are playing very hard right. for Greg Gard, which I think is a sign that they like that they like him. And, and we'll see what happens, because they're, right. they're going to lose a fair amount of games this season, and we'll yeah. see if he can keep them motivated. Yeah, my... What I'm th- what I'm thinking about now is what did we give up when we went on that run for two years, with <laughs> with all that firepower? Yeah, we got away from 
our offense. So a lot of these younger guys didn't get fully indoctrinated in the Bo Ryan that we used to know. The Bo Ryan who went undefeated at the Kohl Center mm-hmm. because Bo Ryan had to switch it up because he, you know, we were not a defensive team last, the last couple of years. No. We're an offensive team. Yeah. We're a team where you just, hey, play loosey-goosey, get out there, get, you know, if you're feeling it, shoot it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so these young guys, they've they've never had to grind it out. No, without no. without a safe without a safety valve that they could just hey give it to Frank Kaminsky, give it to Decker. Yep, yep. And I think um, or like you know we have Josh Gosser who's going to lock down the other team's best perimeter defender. Right, we've already got that in place. I mean now you look at the the two leaders of the team, Bronson Koenig and Nigel Hayes. I mean you're exactly right. They're juniors this year, so they've only been to Final Fours. Right. I mean, they, that's all they, they know at this point. And, you know, I'm not saying that that's... They're good players. That's not this, That's not what I'm trying to say. They're bad or anything. But I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, they're not... They've only known playing with Kaminsky, with Decker, with Gosser, with strong leaders who are right. also, like, extremely talented. Right. You know, I, I will say this. What this team really needs is uh, Joe Kravinoff. <laughs> We were just talking. I mean, I love Joe Krabenhoff, but we were just talking the last week about how this program has elevated itself to another level. You know, it can go out and get a really good coach if it wants to. Uh, and now we're talking about Joe Krabenhoff. Right. But we're missing those guys. Who's our Joe, Joe, Joe Krabenhoff? Showalter? <laughs> I, I like I like Zach Showalter. You know, Gosser, Krabenhoff, they're okay. cut from okay. the same cloth. All right. That type okay. of guy. You need one of those. One of those guys, yes. The guy who is maybe 6'4", 6'5", can, is your best defender, but can also calm everyone down and run the offense in a pinch. Yeah. All right. I, I'll agree with you there. Um, well, good thing is their next game is on Saturday against Rutgers, and Rutgers is an abomination. I mean, they're terrible. So well, the record is only a couple games off from ours. It is, but they're they're awful. I mean, they they're just a terrible basketball team. So, um, hopefully that's a win. That is uh, at home. We'll see. We'll see whether the home <laughs> losing streak continues. Yes. All right. Let's uh, let's get to our other activity. Um, kind of the last thing we're going to talk about today. Uh, we we did go skiing to the infamous Highland Hills. Highland Hills. We had to check it out. We were intentionally kept away from team Gilboa mm-hmm. um, they they wouldn't our our escort wouldn't bring us over to that side no um, I actually I'm kind of afraid what team Gilboa might have done to us had they seen us we were the guys who shut down Highland Hills for after a week. for a yeah. week after we exposed the controversy right and that probably screwed with their their training I did see and and I, I was surprised we didn't get into a little scuffle before, but when we were waiting for the shuttle, I did see somebody get on the shuttle with a Team Gilboa jacket, and I, I was a bit concerned that something might break out in the parking lot. Well, it's good we weren't wearing our flannel manifesto gear, <laughs> otherwise he might have recognized us. All right, but how, how'd it go? I mean, what, what did you think? I think it went well. You know you know how you were watching me um, during the movie? Yeah. I was watching you while we were skiing. You were. You were my show for that time because, you know, I think I had I have a couple more runs under my belt. That that was my this is my first time skiing ever ever. You know, you know, and 
for our listeners out there, Brian's parents took his brother skiing, but never took Brian. No, he, they did not. So, Brian's parents, I don't know what you've done to this poor boy, but he <laughs> is stunted. I don't know if we'll ever get be able to ski like an adult, but... You know, I think we had, we had a great time. We, we uh, did, yeah. Our friend and ski patrol liaison at Highland Hills, uh, Alex Saka, was there to show us the ropes. We started off on the Bunny Hill. We did. Which we, we, we did twice mm-hmm. with no problem. And we moved up to the Middle Hill, which was right next to the um, terrain park. Yeah, yeah. And I think we conquered that. With ease, it is. You know, I know Highland Hills is not steep. Once you get up and you're looking down, yeah. it's steeper than you think. It is. It is. And they have a couple. Uh, you know, the the two hills we were doing at the end th- that were pretty significantly steep. But Alex, Alex was a great teacher because I and I said this to him in an email. I said, you know, he gave us. I thought he he gave us the perfect amount of information because you know how sometimes when you're learning something. You know, the the teacher will try to fill your head with a bunch yeah. of stuff and you, you just are, are overthinking yeah. things too much. I mean, he gave us like a few tips. Like one of the things that I really clung on to was, you know, when you're looking at a steep hill like that, yeah. break it down into turns, you know? Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to go this way and then I'm going to make a turn. Or in Brian's case, break it down to falls. <laughs> How many falls will it take to get to the bottom? I only fell once. Okay, well that... <laughs> One time. I mean, you're, you're acting like I fell a bunch, you know? <laughs> I fell once. Was that uh, right? Yeah. yeah okay. No, all right. <laughs> I'm just getting ready for the Colorado mindset. Oh, you are. Okay. So you think I'm going to fall much more in Colorado? Yes. You do? Yes. Okay. I think I will too. Yeah. I think, you know, I mean, they're longer runs. They're a little more challenging, right? Yeah. I planned it. That's the other thing. You I didn't push, push our, yeah. yeah. I didn't push my limits very much in Highland Hills. Yeah. I thought I was going pretty fast on a couple of the runs, but I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't really pushing it. And right. I think I need to, to push it to test my limits to continue to get better. Right. And it's one thing to go fast, right? Because you, you get going fast near the bottom, and then you've got time to coast it out. But it's another thing to be going fast, and you have to turn. Or, you, you know, you have to, you know, yes. change direction yeah. relatively quickly or come to a stop, which is something that I think will will be big challenges for both of us. But, fortunately... We've got some footage on GoPro already. We do. And we'll... What's up, turds? Later, turds. Later, turds. <laughs> and we'll, we'll, put, we'll get more up uh, because we're going to Colorado in about three weeks. We are, yeah. Uh, so we'll get some, some big, big hill action going. Yeah. But I, I had a great time. You already bought a bunch of gear. I'm going out this weekend to buy some gear. Like, I'm pretty hooked. We're going out again to Highland yeah. Hills. Um, unless another controversy breaks and then we'll, right. you know, we have to cover it. And I'm actually going in tomorrow morning. You are? Yeah. When are you, you, you holding out on me here? Well, you, you've got work. <laughs> I asked, that's why I asked you, do you have to work? And you're oh, gonna okay. Work. So you're, you're going to go without Alex. Without Alex. So this will be the real test. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm excited. We're going to go the, I think like the Monday before we go to Colorado, which will be perfect. And, uh, I already feel way more comfortable. I know when I get to Colorado it's going to be a totally different ball game, but I already feel way more comfortable just having done it. Uh, I mean, we did like 20 runs. I mean, it was shorter runs. It is Highland Hills, so uh, Colorado is way different, but um, I do feel a lot more comfortable, and Alex is a great teacher. Right. 
and we're looking forward to the next ski trip but just a quick update right now it's a badger football game has kicked off it's zero to zero and we'll we'll update um as as the as the game progresses if there's anything exciting yeah it doesn't look like much is happening and what halfway through the first quarter already what did we expect stave to do something yeah, what, where's he at right now? What is his What is his stat line? Classic Stave line. He's two of three for thirteen yards. Nice. Any turnovers? Probably, probably has one, <laughs> one interception already. <laughs> well, USC hasn't scored yet, so usually he throws pick sixes or something. Or, you know, oh no, he. You know what he does? Stave is the red zone turnover guy. Right. That's where he throws turnovers. Yeah, or, or creates turnovers. But it looks like it'll be a defense. Our defense is holding its own against Cody Kessler. You know, I'm most concerned about uh, McCaffrey tearing us up. But McCaffrey. Oh, I'm sorry, I've got the wrong. Uh, Stanford, yeah. yeah. Stanford. Yeah. So I guess the only I'm not worried about anyone. <laughs> um, I am worried. Uh, just Corey Clement is playing. He is. So let's see if he could show some signs and at least give us something to talk about for for having hope next year. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's coming back next year. It really was his only choice but to come back. And, yeah, I mean, let's end the year on a high note. Yeah. For him, he's had a pretty tough year injury-wise. He, of course, got into that fight outside of a, a bar in Madison and was cited for that. It was in a hotel... Oh. Or it was in it was in an apartment building elevator. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was in a bar for some reason. I thought he, like... Came to the aid of a bouncer. No, it was uh, a security guard. Security guard. Okay. Uh, All right. Apartment building. Yeah. Well, either way. And he's... he didn't come to the aid. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He actually instigated it and threw the first punch. Right. Yes. So. All right. Well, um, anything else you want to touch on skiing wise? Um, not skiing wise, but I just wanted to say that OSU um, is continuing its, and by OSU, I mean Ohio State. Yeah. You see? It's a continuous tradition of having starters um, <laughs> who shouldn't be driving, driving, and um, what's his name? Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. Cited for, he, he didn't know his license was uh, suspended. suspended. Yeah. That's a tough thing not to know, Zeke. Right. You know? I, I feel like that's something that you would really know about. But uh, that's about it. We'll update when we get more news. Yeah, yeah. I, I do wonder if he said, I'm the starting running back for Ohio State, a la JT Barrett. Can you do anything? Yeah. Did he have Cardell Jones pick him up? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Cardell Jones is, is like the chauffeur for all of Ohio State's, you know, bad driving experiences. I'm actually surprised in this day and age there isn't some booster who is just providing... Or some students who are providing free rides. Seriously, why don't they do that? I ne- I've never understood that. I don't know. What I mean, you're you're the star running back at a major college, uh, you know, you at a major university. Why aren't you? Know, why people people do would do anything for you? Yeah, I mean, I guess you it might be an NCAA violation to be yeah, I suppose something for free that people normally pay for. Yeah, but as you knew in Madison, you know, there's safe ride. Safe ride, um, which is free or safe walk. Walk. It's you not could, really that far on a college campus. That being said, are. we had the opportunity to go to one of the best college, most walkable college campuses. Yes. Who knows what um, Columbus is? Columbus, you know, a hole like Columbus is. Like. <laughs> 
Anyways, yeah. that's all I've got. Yeah. All this right. This week. Well, uh, this was a good week. We did a lot of stuff. Right. So um, we talked about it. We're, we're thinking about maybe trying to plan some other things um, because, you know, we like doing that. And obviously it takes more time. Right. But I think I think we should create a flannel manifesto bucket list. Okay. And then maybe start knocking off a few things and, and then yeah. talking about it. So. Okay. And um, do we have we talked about a movie for next for the next pod? No, we have not actually. I'll just throw this out there. Star Wars. I've seen it. Oh, I haven't. Maybe well, I can watch it. and We can talk about it. Yeah, I'm I'm happy if you watch it. I I, love, I went to, I saw it on uh, Christmas Eve. Okay. Yeah. Well, for and we'll get two different angles because I'm coming at it as someone who kind of knows the background but hasn't really seen the other movies. Oh, so, have you seen the have you seen the none. first trilogy? No. N- no. No. You, you probably need to watch that. Why? I mean, there's you're not going to enjoy it as much if you haven't seen those. Well, I know that the big reveal is that Darth Vader's Luke's father. I know that. Yes. Yes. And that Luke blows up the Death Star. Yeah, but you also need to, uh, you know, there are characters from those first three that return. I know. In this I, movie. I know the gist of it. I know. Are you sure? You got that uh, smuggler Han Solo, his buddy Chewbacca. Yeah, yeah. You got the so, Jedi. So you can Yoda. name the characters, yeah, but um, do you, you aren't going to have an emotional connection to them. Yeah. And so you're yeah. not going to appreciate The Force Awakens as much. It's still a great film. I would go. I would go see it. Well. We'll see. All right. I will watch it. Okay. But I can't promise I'll watch the other ones. Okay. Sounds good. All right. uh, That'll do it for this week, everyone. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. This has been the Flannel Manifesto.